So it wasn't a top-down thing that the government decided they were going to they were going to build a strong town. It was people really working um, and fighting through bureaucracy and mobilizing together to create nice changes. It's our Strong Towns membership drive. To become a member of Strong Towns, go to strongtowns.org and sign up today. Grayson Johnson, uh, so nice to talk to you today. Hey, Chuck, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How's life in Canada? It's wonderful, as always. It's funny because we have so many Canadian members, and it's not that I discount Canada. I mean, we're, we're so close here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time I've gone there, it's just been this wonderful experience. I have to say, though, I look at Canada and I think, you guys don't need my help. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know that you do, and I know that there's a lot of people that are, mem- that are members there and are interested in our message there you being kind of primary in my life among them. So it's great to talk to someone north of the border. Explain where you live and uh, a little bit about your place. I live in the east coast of Canada uh, in a city called Fredericton, New Brunswick. And it's uh, an inland city in a very maritime region. Um, It is about 100,000 people in the metro area, but our city, our downtown sort of core city area is maybe 30,000. And uh, it's a very quaint place to live. Um, people are friendly. There's a lot of music culture and beer culture and all sorts of things that you would associate with Canada. Um, so it's a lovely place to live, but it's also a place that struggles economically. Um, just like so many other cities, it's constantly a conversation about how do we create more jobs? How do we hold on to young people? How do we pay for our roads? And all of these same questions that everybody else has. Uh, and so it does feel like it's it's very much someplace that is experiencing the same problems as the towns that you talk about. It seems like such a beautiful place, and I've seen the photos that you've posted and, and you've shared with me. Talk a little bit about the project that you did. And the one I want to draw out specifically is the one where you went and did... Uh, oh, yeah, t- the spray chalk. Yeah, you did the spray chalk. where It was like a little banner that said, you know, I love this place. This place is great. Where I live, people are not necessarily used to being told how great the city is. You know, there's been a lot of bad news over the past maybe 50 years. And um, and I just wanted to highlight that there are some really, really good things happening in the city and that most of those great things that actually make this a place where I've decided to stick around for a little bit. And, you know, I actually moved across the country to come to this beautiful little place. Um, all of those special features are are things that people actually worked really long and hard to get. So it wasn't a top-down thing that the government decided they were going to they were going to build a strong town. It was people really working um, and fighting through bureaucracy and mobilizing together to create nice changes. So, for example, one of the um, signature pieces of our city is an old train bridge that has been converted into a walking bridge. Any time of the year, whether it's negative thirty degrees Celsius or, you know, positive 30 degrees Celsius, you will find people on that bridge walking their dogs, smiling at each other. It's a fixture of the city. And that wasn't something that um, the, the government initiated. That was people saying, we want this to be a walking bridge and fighting for it for a really, really long time. And everyone said, no, we can't afford it. We can't afford it. But eventually they did it. And it changed the city. And so it's all of those little um those little, well, I guess they're kind of actually Herculean efforts of, of community members have 
being the things that make this a stronger and stronger and stronger place to live. Um, and so my goal was to highlight those and actually acknowledge that it's, it's people that are doing that. It's just regular people that are trying to be better neighbors and trying to enjoy the place where they live. So I made a stencil that just says nice on it. Um, and it had a ribbon and went out in the dead of night with <laughs> my parents actually. Uh, and we, really, uh, that was your parents. <laughs> yeah, my parents are really awesome. They were on vacation and I put them to work doing sort of clandestine work. Um, that is so cool. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, they are pretty cool, actually. Um, yeah, and so we went out and spray chalked uh, a few places downtown and on both sides of the river in our city that um, really deserved a thumbs up because they're awesome and people worked hard to get them. And uh, they deserve to be acknowledged. And so by focusing on what are the positive things that people are doing and putting in that extra effort, I think that we can inspire more people to put in a little bit of extra effort. Has there been, I mean, what's the reaction been? Because I, to, to me, the, the, the beautiful thing about it was I could imagine these people like showing up as part of their just daily routine, walking up to their place, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden there's a blue ribbon like nice mm -hmm. job painted right in front of their place. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. had to put some smiles on some people's faces. It really did. I mean, there were so many different reactions for ones that were more community shared, like putting a ribbon on that walking bridge. Everybody that walked along, it was like, yeah, I agree. This is a great bridge for the ones that were a little bit more personal. So I did um, highlight some small businesses that um, are just great. They're just doing a really wonderful job. Uh, the employees came in and they took pictures and they posted on Facebook and they're like, Oh my goodness, this is so nice. What a nice surprise in the morning. And everyone was like, you deserve it. You're great. So there were some really great reactions that made it more and more and more worthwhile to do. You started out as a member of strong towns and you know, over time it become a bigger, bigger part of what we do. I, I, I want to ask you a couple specific things that you worked on this past year that I think we're challenging to you and we're very impactful. And the first one I want to start with is the, the first couple curbside chat videos you put together. What was the challenge you faced in kind of assimilating all this material into really a, a one and a half, two and a half, three minute little clip that you put together that, that I loved, I thought really captured it, but I know that intellectually that was a big challenge for you. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, the major challenge is that the curbside chat is set up as a presentation. It's set up to be given all at once, and it really, really works well as a narrative. And so to dissect that into smaller pieces, you lose some of that narrative effect. Um, and trying to figure out how I could chunk it up in a way that would still have that impact of telling a story over time, the, the arc of the story, was really difficult. And, you know, we even had to try to kind of change our approach and just say, okay, well, it's not going to work to just try and chunk it up and still keep the narrative. You've just got to come up with what, what kind of point can you make within three minutes. So that was probably the major challenge of it. Um, the other one is just finding enough footage. <laughs> one of the funnier challenges I had was all of my footage is Canadian. So um, I've got all of these wonderful um, depictions of the kind of things that we're talking about in curbside chats, but there's like Canadian flags plastered all over it. Right. So uh, that that required some um, crowdsourcing of footage in order to make sure that it was reflective of, of the greater Strong Towns community. Uh, one of the things that we were able to do this year is to get you out to Idaho and have you be part of a team that we brought to Ponderay. Ponderay is a great little town, but a place that is in many ways kind of struggling. What was that experience like for you to be on the ground in Ponderay as part of this team? 
Well, being part of the team was very special just because you're working with some of your idols uh, in the field. So uh, having the chance to work um, on the ground with uh, with Mike Lydon and Jim Kuman, for example, was amazing. We had a great relationship with our host there, um, Eric Brubaker, and it was it was a learning experience that you could not get in any other setting because yeah, the, this particular place has some really deep challenges. Well, let me ask you, one of the things I, I remember like sitting in the hotel with you and you and I looking at each other and maybe having the contrarian view to the team saying, yeah. look, you know, there, there's some like real struggles here that go deep. We maybe need to like look at the essence of this community and say, how do we take some real baby steps? Uh, I remember like walking through the woods with you on some of the trails and really uncovering where people were kind of hacking the city themselves. Yeah. And, you know, uh, climbing up on that train and climbing over that fence and seeing like where, where some of the like social issues were starting to bubble up and, and erupt literally because people had a hard time living in the city. They had a hard time getting across two strodes, two railroad tracks to go from their house to the only place you can shop, you know, the Walmart strip mall area, you know, that, that had a, that's a very different experience than Fredericton or, mm-hmm. you know, a, a real nicely structured Canadian city. Yeah, it was, it was really cool because it tested the theory in the most extreme circumstances. Yeah. So we would take what we talk about in strong towns, you know, the incremental approach talking about, um, you know, figuring out where is the best place to begin and to continue your your incremental improvements, all of that was tested in these really, really uh, extreme circumstances uh, because there was not much to begin with. You know, this was a town that had um, any sort of semblance of a main street just decimated. And, uh, and also people who had more important things to worry about. You know, the residents there were not focused on how can I create a town plaza? They were focused on how do I make sure that there's food on the table and that my kids are getting to school and that they're eating healthy and that, you know, everybody's safe. Uh, so they had more important things to deal with than us, right? right. Uh, and so that was a really, I think, important experience to have, an amazing learning experience and something that really tested us uh, as an entire team to go in there and think, are these principles, is this approach universal? And I think we were really happy with how the approach worked, but it did just make it really hard. You know, you have to almost, when we talk incremental, you, you had to almost divide that up into what's an increment of incremental um, to, and to improve a place that was in the condition that it was. One of the things that I admire about you so much is that you, uh, you kind of embody the notion, to me, of, of a strong citizen. I'm, I'm going to live <laughs> the way that I am talking about. And I want to close this thing out by having you talk about worms under your sink. And just the, the kind of, I, I want to do a longer podcast on this too, so we won't, we won't blow this whole thing up. But just the social phenomena of having worms under your sink and what that has meant to you in Fredericton. Yeah, yeah. So I've become the uh, resident worm dealer in uh, not just Fredericton, but kind of all of Atlantic Canada. Um, so when you say worms, these are composting worms. They're called red wigglers, and it's a particular kind of worm that you can't just go dig out of the ground. Um, and they're very good at composting kitchen waste. So I live in a city where you, there is no composting system municipally. And if you live in an apartment, you, you can't compost. Um, and so... 
for people like myself who have always grown up with a compost, it is painful. It is viscerally painful to be throwing good kitchen waste in the garbage, making your garbage stinky and wasting all of those nutrients. So I shipped in a ton of these red wiggler worms from Ontario, from a worm farmer there. And I have been essentially, just by virtue of composting, they repopulate. So I've essentially been breeding these worms. And I have people coming from other cities around town, uh, lots of people that want to also buy worms. And I've hosted workshops on, on how you do worm composting. It sounds gross if you're not into this sort of thing, but it doesn't smell at all. Uh, it doesn't, it's, it's virtually unnoticeable. You know, it's a rubber made bin and it just happens to be full of worms. <laughs> yeah. But I've made a lot of friends through this. I've actually, you know, I've, I have to and, say and the people that live downstairs are now also, um, repopulating their own worms. So whenever I'm running low, they can like top me up when we're doing a sale and it's all through Craigslist. And <laughs> yeah, so our house, our street used to be known as a drug dealing street in, uh, in Fredericton. And so it's kind of got a bad reputation. And now people are kind of spreading the word that we're worm dealers, worm which dealers. is, uh, right. I think, pretty hopeless. A, a more refined version of pushing, right? Um, yeah. It's, it's funny. But it's one of the highlights of my year was that you, you got to come and visit. And you stayed with me for a few days. Uh, my kids adore you. My wife likes, you know, my, my wife and you are Facebook friends. <laughs> and one of the things that, you know, she actually brought it up like, oh, Grayson's got these worms. Maybe we should be doing that, too. And so you're inspiring people even when you maybe don't even know it. So they're, they're quite nice. I actually like them. It's like you've got pets almost. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to say thank yeah. you. Thank you for being a member. Uh, thank you for all your contributions. Thank you for being a, a friend and an inspiration and uh it's a pretty cool person. I, I can't wait to see what uh, 2015 brings for you, Grayson. Yeah, me too. It's, it's been more than a pleasure to be a part of everything so far. And uh, I also look forward to the next year. All right. You take care. Thanks so much. Thanks. Bye. Bye. We need your support here at Strong Towns. Become a member today by going to strongtowns.org.